0: Uh, you are listening to the Shellcock podcast My name is Aaron Rhodes We're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven Offering new and used vinyl at 76 and truce in Kansas City, Missouri This week on the show we have Allison from True Lions How are you doing?
1: I'm doing great, how are you?
0: Awesome uh, But yeah um, I guess I usually kind of just like to start with um, Like what were your first like musical experiences Like growing up and like as a kid and everything?
1: Yeah. All right. My first musical experiences, uh, I started taking piano lessons in first grade. My dad is a drummer, and uh, he made me practice. He told me I had to practice on all the days that I ate food, and it was a joke, but he meant it. (laughs) Um, And I listened to a lot of girl power pop music. Uh, My first concert was Michelle Branch in City Market. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um but I never played guitar until I was an adult. So
0: What what kind of like drum stuff was your your dad doing? Was he like playing in bands and Yeah, uh,
1: yeah, he still plays in bands. Uh he loves prog rock. He loves King Crimson and Yes and Rush and uh old classic rock bands. Yeah, all the
0: important dad stuff.
1: <laughs> yeah, he loves the dad bands. <laughs>
0: was 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 that like some of was he like trying to show you a lot of that as a kid? Yeah
1: yeah, yeah. I'm really lucky both of my parents have awesome music taste and they exposed me to a variety of everything uh, growing up um, classic rock and jazz and pop music everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Where, where did you start finding the, the girl power pop bands and everything? <laughs> girl like that? power pop bands. What, what, what does that consist of?
1: Well, I loved, uh, I mean, I loved the Spice Girls, and uh, I, I loved ABBA. I loved um, any anything that was femme-fronted, I could see myself in, and it made me feel empowered that I could do it, too.
0: Mm. And um, so what was some of the first like music you were you're playing when you were picking up drums and
1: well i mean so, so i was really p- exclusively playing classical piano and then uh f- and through high school and i played violin as well um i would go to rock shows but i never tried to play rock and roll myself because i never had a teacher that was encouraging me mm-hmm. i uh I went to Mizzou for piano performance, and they don't have, like, rock and roll on the repertoire. Yeah. <laughs> so um, I guess as an adult, when I started learning guitar, I was learning... Uh, I don't even remember what songs I was learning first. It's probably, like, Weezer, mm. to be honest.
0: That's a good place to start. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Four chords, It's it, it plays.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned you were going to school at... Uh, Mizzou for you, you started off doing music the, yeah. the music school there But you ended up not finishing that program. Yeah,
1: yeah, I did I started off doing piano performance And I was practicing four hours a day and I hated it and I got really burnt out on music I was never making my own Like I was never creating anything of my own um, Just doing what I was told I was accompanying an opera singer and the women's choir and I uh, I just started hating music. So I quit. <laughs> and, uh, cause if you ha- if it's, if it's becoming a chore and it's not fun anymore, it's not, it's not the music that I want to be a part of. So, um, I actually I did biochemistry, so that was, I'm not really even using that degree. So, <laughs> but I'm glad I finished. Um, but then I started teaching and I've been teaching ever since mm. and I love teaching, I like teaching music, teaching stuff, music. Yep. Yeah. I'd have, um, mostly piano students, one guitar and two violin students.
0: Or, no. So, what what made you want to switch to uh, biochemistry? Like, what made that the one to switch to after doing music?
1: I uh, I've always loved science. Mm. I uh, I thought I wanted to go to medical school, uh, but I think that's not the commitment that I'm looking for. Uh, I want to change the world, and I I think that rock and roll is uh, a fun way for me to do that.
0: <laughs> and but you you did, it, but you ended up going to. Uh, DC, you moved to D.C. for school and continued doing like biology stuff, right?
1: Yeah, I did public health, public health. Um, and I did a master in public health. I I loved that as well. I mean, I, I still feel passionate about um, like uh care and social justice and uh, was only involved in music through teaching and, and seeing other people put like my friends perform uh but then moved to kansas city because i had a job in public health here and had done that for two years uh true lions started while i was having that job and then i started playing in more bands uh and i got burnt out on that job and now i just do music full time and it was a radical shift to choose to do something because it brings me joy and it not necessarily pays the bills but i think in the end i'm i'm much happier this way
0: Oh, that's good to hear. Thanks. (laughs) And, um, uh, cause, okay, so you'd been like playing instruments and like just, you'd been learning music and everything for a long time before, um, you went off to school, Mm -hmm. but- did you not have like very much kind of interaction with Kansas City's music scene before you moved away?
1: I did. I would, I would go to a lot of shows. Um, I had a lot of friends that were in bands and I I had played in a band with my girlfriends in high school. And I, even in DC, I played fiddle in a band, but I, um, it was, I treated it like a a hobby Mm -hmm. and not some, I mean, I was passionate about it, but, uh, didn't really take it seriously or realize um how much joy it brought me
0: what, what were those two bands like
1: uh was <laughs> good i mean in high school our band it was an all all femme band uh we didn't win Battle of the Bands, but mm. we tried our best. <laughs> um, I mean, in, and in D.C., that band was really short-lived because I didn't live there for very long. But, um, I mean, before I m- moved out of the KC scene, I would go to a lot of shows like The Shy Boys uh, and like She's a Keeper, and there's some just, like, influential friends that um, empowered me to start my own band. Yeah,
0: kind of all the... Important uh, early 10s, indie rock stuff. Yeah, Casey, you know, I was at those shows. High dive shows.
1: <laughs> yeah, high dive, definitely.
0: <laughs> awesome. And um, so, yeah, what what motivated you to, like, start your own project and, like, commit so much time to it with uh, True Lines? Because you started it, like, late 2018?
1: Right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I had been jamming with a bunch of different women in my life. Uh, Mickey P being one of them. Uh, I wasn't planning on, I wasn't trying to be a musician cause I had this full-time job. I wasn't trying to start a band necessarily. I just wanted to jam with friends. And then, um, someone called my music cute at best and it really it tore me up I just wanted to die it felt so bad and I realized that I needed to start an all band and prove myself that I was more than cute and so that was how Two Lions started um because there were two of us and then right before we released our first EP we were sent a cease and desist letter and had to change our name from <laughs> Two Lions to True Lions but I like our new name better <laughs>
0: Oh, yeah, uh, I think getting pissed is one of the best ways to start a band. Uh. Yeah,
1: I was I was pissed and uh, ready to to show show what I could do.
0: Mm-hmm. And um, so you you and Mickey wrote the whole first EP. Um, oh, what's what's the first one called?
1: It's Sorry. called Cute at Best, Cute at actually. Best. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> yeah and, to be ironic.
0: Yeah. So you guys wrote that all together. You said you had said that um, you, you took care of most of the lyrics, but all the arrangements and stuff yeah. were kind of a joint effort. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, I didn't really know how to play the guitar very well, to be honest. I had a guitar and I but I wanted to uh, learn a new instrument and find another way to love music because um, I, I, I enjoy piano, but I didn't want to be a piano band. I didn't. I wanted to be a punk rock band band (laughs) punk pop um but yeah mickey and i uh arranged those together and she basically taught me how to play the guitar and um she picked up bass in order to play with me as well so we were both learning and writing at the same time it was fun
0: oh that's really cool yeah (laughs) and uh oh what was i gonna say Um yeah because since uh no yeah so you you're playing like you know how to play drums, guitar now uh, pianos and keys and violin uh, are, are there any other instruments <laughs> that I don't know about I,
1: I could I mean I could try to play the bass I, yeah. could, I I'm familiar with most instruments but I think I'm proficient at piano and then everything else is like I'll try my best yeah, um, yeah I can play the melodica I do that one at the Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras parade because uh, you can't carry a piano in a parade, okay. so it's nice for marching. It's difficult to do. <laughs> yeah.
0: Wait, what, is there an upcoming Mardi Gras parade? Yeah, yeah,
1: it's um, it's like the last Tuesday in February. It's 6 a.m. on the west side. Everyone marches, you put on your attire, and there's lots of horns and drums, and we march to the brick, and then there's brunch and drinks, and it's my favorite gig of the year. Oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> how, how, how
0: many times have you done that before?
1: Uh, I've done it. Twice now, mm. yeah.
0: Is there is there anyone else like kind of from the kind of rock scene from the that scene. kind of takes part in that? <laughs> yeah,
1: Fred yeah. Hutchison uh, and Trevor turla Mickey P. Those are that's like my my band crew that we march together. Nice. At Calvin Arcinia is always there.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to go down, go down, check out Mardi Gras. This yeah, year. you should
1: come. March in the parade. I don't think I've
0: ever been to a proper Mardi Gras celebration.
1: I hadn't either, and then I did that, and then I visited New Orleans, and now I'm I can't stop. I think I would live in New Orleans. I love it there so much. Yeah.
0: Boy, <laughs> did, were Were you there for Mardi Gras or? No,
1: but it? like, there's just a parade there all the time, yeah. and so I would love to be there for Mar- actual Mardi Gras.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. What I wanted to ask about um, all the different instruments you're playing, like, is it, like, do you kind of have, I don't know how to word this, like, are you practicing, like, different instruments at different times to, like, make sure, like, you're kind of staying up on them and, like, not getting rusty on one or the other? Like, is that kind of a difficult process?
1: Yeah, you got to practice. No. I have to practice. I definitely practice every day something uh, I think predominantly I practice guitar because uh, it's my newest instrument and I want to get better at that the most I'm most uh, motivated. Um, I have to practice piano for my job, teaching it. So uh, I do that most every day. Um, not every day I should, though. Um, yeah, I. those are really the instruments that I practice.
0: <laughs> yeah, and um, so on... The latest EP you guys put out near the end of 2019, uh, You're Not Invited. Mm-hmm. Um, the So, I like, the credits on the first EP is, like, mostly just you and Mickey. Yeah, it's and, just the
1: two of us did everything.
0: Oh, yeah, but the, the credits on the new one is just kind of like a whole super group of <laughs> local musicians. Like, there's uh, Leslie from Natural Man's on there. Yeah, Leslie
1: Bush on saxophone.
0: And uh, Terry Quinn is doing some vocals on yeah. it, too, right?
1: Yeah, um, yeah. I can talk more about who's on that one. Um, Elizabeth Costco plays drums, and she plays. She's the drummer now. Uh, Terry Quinn got to sing on the on the actual album, but has since um, started playing bass with us. Michaela left. Um, she does kind of sit in sometimes, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Mickey P is like in and out when yeah, she it's came. Kind of kind of a, a shifting lineup. Yeah, it's of. a it's like a collective. Yeah. I want it to be a collective because I. Even though, despite the title, You're Not Invited, I want this band to be inclusive and uh, femme-driven, femme-inspired, femme-only. Um, so, yeah, Terry Quinn plays bass and sings now. Claire Adams plays guitar and sings, and she's the one who recorded it. She, we tracked it in her house, and in her studio, and um, she helped produce it. And uh, Esge. Uh, Caracus from, she, she's in the symphony, she plays cello on it. Uh, she nice. can't join us for any live shows, but we have Addie Dancy um, playing cello with us for live shows. And Leslie was able to play saxophone at our album release, but now we have Ariana Namadi on saxophone for live shows. So nice. I feel really lucky because everyone has so many awesome, robust, solo projects yep. and like Elizabeth on drums, she plays for the symphony. She's plays for the ballet a lot. Like everyone is so professionally involved in music. I'm so lucky that they even give me time to play my pop songs.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It's a, a super collective then. Was...
1: Yeah. Super collective.
0: <laughs> no. And, um, was, uh, like the, the process for like writing and recording, the new EP because you said it was you and Mickey for most of the first one but what was the writing like for like were, were all these people that you said were like played on the EP like involved in the writing or like was it mostly you just kind of uh, uh doing the arrangements and the stuff like that
1: yeah I I uh, there's a team element and also I I do feel uh, like I'm leading it uh so like for cello and saxophone we worked together and i encouraged them to play what they wanted um what was feasible what sounded good i mean if it sounds good and they feel happy playing it that's what i want them to play i don't feel like it has to be a specific sound because every live show we do is different because it's a different arrangement of people so um the live recordings were pretty special um in terms of collaborating uh yeah, but I think that, I mean, I would say I'm the primary songwriter, and uh, Michaela had, Ma- Michaela and I had worked on a couple of those songs before she left the band, so that's why she recorded them with us for the second album, even though she wasn't playing with us anymore.
0: Gotcha. No, and you guys are playing, like, all the time, <laughs> yeah. kind of, I've noticed. At least, like, over the last six months, it seems like it's really yeah picked up like do you, do you have any idea like how many shows you've played in like the last year with true lines
1: i think we played 39 at least right. i did some of the solo sets included mm. 39 shows last year and we've played a lot this year already this week we have a show friday a sunday morning show and monday and tuesday so we have four shows coming up in the next week and you know some people might think like oh you're gonna make people burnt out on you but each, the next four shows are all different lineups really it's like a duo of me and Terry a duo of me and Elizabeth and then there's a trio so um, it's the same songs but like sometimes we'll throw in a banjo and electric guitar and then it's like a different song so hopefully people don't get too tired of us
0: is it tough to practice for all the different arrangements of people
1: it's tough because we don't have a lot of time no. but um, luckily everyone is such a badass musician and knows the songs so well it doesn't really. I'm, I'm not really worried about practicing. Mm. <laughs> I mean, we practice together, but we don't have like a regular practice schedule. Like we, maybe we should like most bands like yeah. meet every week, but we don't really
0: No, You mentioned having a banjo with you. Like <laughs> yeah. have you, have you done a lot of shows with banjo or uh, just a we did one show yeah.
1: in what New should... Orleans, yeah. uh, no, last, about... like a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So Terry Quinn, her, her solo project, she plays banjo and, um, so this Friday, for example, she's playing banjo and I'm playing electric guitar on the same songs. And then she'll switch to bass whenever we have the drums again. So it's just a total, it's a different sound and um, and feel. But I was really inspired when we were in New Orleans because we were there for the Folk Alliance International Conference. And I don't, I've never considered myself a folk musician because I'm not really playing acoustic instruments. And I, I, I'm not like an Americana artist, but... Um, but after going to the conference and seeing like how much of a, a big umbrella folk music is, I totally can identify with it and I want to embrace folk as much as possible from now on and include the banjo.
0: I expect the banjo on the next <laughs> release. Maybe I hope
1: so. Yeah, yeah, that would be, that's a great idea. <laughs> yeah.
0: And, um, no, yeah, I, I was like almost like afraid to, to ask you guys to play the Maddie Razook show just cause I'm like, Yeah, they're playing a lot. They're probably (laughs) not going to want to do that. They're going to be wiped out, but I'm glad you guys are on that. It's going to be really fun.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. I haven't played a show at Parker, so I'm ready for that. Yeah, it's
0: a cool space. (laughs) Um, Okay, okay, just to backtrack momentarily, though, um, I was interested on... uh, You kind of explained the writing dynamic between you and Mickey on the Cute at Best EP, but... Uh. I was interested because the release note said it began as an unrelated <laughs> musical dispute between lovers. I was curious what. <laughs> that was like me and my partner like, yeah.
1: at the time. Well, just, uh, yeah, like th- I wanted to create an empower, like a, f- a woman's or like non-binary trans, gender expansive empowerment band. Um, and so like the fight came from like a heterosexual fight <laughs> where like just I think I kind of explained it earlier, like why the band started it all. So yeah. yeah. Mickey and I are not lovers. That's not what that's referring (laughs) to. uh, (laughs) But I mean, it'd be cool, but but it's not (laughs) what the case is.
0: (laughs) No, and I know you, I think I read in the um, piece that Nick Spasik did for the pitch about the new EP that, the new (laughs) EP was also kind of inspired by a, like a, a, like an argument or a bad remark having to do with something else. Uh, yeah. So it's w- <laughs> were you kind of in a similar headspace writing both of the releases?
1: Yeah, yeah it was both totally. Kind of a
0: cathartic <laughs> emotional thing. Yeah.
1: I, well, music. I want music to be the channel for me to express my feelings. Uh, I want to write about things that we can, that everyone can relate to. I mean, calling calling it "You're Not Invited" sounded harsh and like especially coming from a woman like women are supposed to be polite and um it's it's i it's really i think that we can all identify with there being a person in your life who is like hurting you and you just don't want them around anymore so i don't think i'm really alone in not inviting someone no yeah
0: (laughs) um i guess i i haven't had the chance to like delve super into like and make out all the lyrics on uh the rest of the EP like uh did you, do you let yourself write like happier songs like or is is the do you think the next release might be a little less uh, tumultuous uh
1: you know i'm not sure yet yeah. <laughs> um i think that i appreciate the the contrast the dichotomy between like having a bright fun poppy sound yep. but talking about serious or like uh aggressive subject matter yep. i think that's pretty fun it so is. maybe i'll write a happy lyrics song with like sad i don't know maybe i'll just mix it up but we yep. have we have some songs in the batch for um recording in the future nice yeah um
0: no, yeah. You've also been playing in a new band called Nervous Fit. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah, and I think the like was the first show at Sister Ann's, like back over the fall. Yeah, night? we we yeah. played at
1: Sister Ann's. We had um we had a couple more. the The first show that I played with them was last February first. That's my birthday, so it was my, birthday. Oh, okay. so it was my cool. 29th birthday. We played at Davies Uptown, uh, and that was fun. And uh, yeah, I we don't really play a lot. Uh, we don't really get together a lot, but I, I enjoy playing punk music and it's fun playing synth.
0: Mm. Oh, yeah. Is that kind of melodic punk stuff then? Or yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah.
1: It's like, it's very sparkly and also like harsh at the same time.
0: How, how do you know the folks from that band?
1: Uh, I met them through Ben Summers. He's the guitarist. He plays in The Grizzly Hand. And um, I've just been a fan of The Grizzly Hand for a while and friends with them. So, yeah. Uh yeah, this last year, I, I was really lucky to be playing synth and keys in a lot of projects. Um, in 2020, I'm sort of starting to like narrow down my time because I don't have a lot of it and I'm spending more on True Lions, but um, I was able to play synth and Chase the Horseman over the last year and keys uh, with Una Horse and with Calvin Arsenia. And so I don't know, I feel really lucky that just to be in any bands at all feels great.
0: No, yeah, that's that's a good good bunch of musicians to get to play with also, yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have like upcoming shows with any of those folks or
1: yeah, yeah, um Nervous Fit is playing on the 22nd. I think it's at Davies uh, again. Uh, Una Walking I'm playing with her March 21st at Knuckleheads Gospel Lounge and then again in April at the Rhino. Uh, I think that's what I have on the calendar so oh, far. <laughs> yeah. No,
0: I'm sure you'd have to. <laughs> yeah. Check your calendar as as I often do. Um, no, and you've also been involved with uh, Bandwagon for like about like the last year, maybe. Yeah. You guys been working on it.
1: Yeah, it actually was kind of uh, born the same time that True Lions was born. Uh, we have been meeting every week for over a year. We haven't had our first camp yet. It will be the summer of 2020, which I'm so excited about. Uh, we've been sp- having to spend a lot of time fundraising. It's pretty expensive to host a week-long summer camp yeah. uh, and just like g- getting the, the venue ready, the all the gear and instruments, uh, making sure we're promoting and reaching the, the kids that need it the most. So it's fun. I love it.
0: Oh, yeah. And, you know, it's pretty self-evident for anyone who like pays attention to like their their local music scene maybe but i guess i was just i wanted to hear from you like why you felt that it's important for you to be involved and like how how you first kind of got in touch with everyone working on it
1: yeah um well okay so if it's important because we just vastly have An underrepresentation problem in music scene not just in Kansas City but everywhere Um, when it comes to trans non-binary femme people uh, it starts when kids are kids (laughs) I mean if you um, have a lot of privileges and you get to have lessons or you know your parents can pay for them or take you to them or you have programs in school that definitely helps but um, a lot of kids don't have that and um, and it's really hard to be the only girl, you know, in a classroom of all boys playing instruments. So we wanted to create a safe, inclusive, accessible space for, for trans and girls to kids to uh, have that opportunity. Uh, and like I said, like when I was little, if you can't see someone else doing something, it's really hard to imagine yourself being able to do that. Mm-hmm. So we want to we want to be that role model. Um, I started getting involved with it uh leslie bush and i worked together and we were talking about the 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 problem of kansas city not having a chapter she went to school in lawrence and i went to school in columbia where they have really awesome girls rock programs and so we're like well let's get one in kansas city yeah. and uh we just started meeting at the library and asking all of our fem friends who who do they know who wants to be involved in this um and then we just started organizing and uh, last april I had the privilege to get to go to Philadelphia to the International Girls Rock Camp Alliance Conference. And I met so many people from other cities and how, and I learned about how they organize their camps. And it really motivated us and gave us some tools so that we can do what they're doing too. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, yeah. And you guys have had a lot of uh, uh, like fundraiser shows and kind yeah. of events to kind of build up to the camp um, is you're, you're about to have the, the winter formal, but that is, is that like in the process of being rescheduled? It should
1: be rescheduled soon. Yep. I think it's going to be on leap day. I'm not sure though. Um, we're, I think we're waiting to hear from the artists to make sure it works for them, but yeah, it will be rescheduled and uh, it's such a bummer because the same thing happened last year. It got, it got snowed out. So maybe we should be switching to like a spring formal so it doesn't happen again. Yeah.
0: No. And um. So what, what are you hoping that, um, like, will be included in, like, the run of the camp when it, it does happen this summer?
1: Well, um, well, every we have a, a variety of instrument instruction that will happen in the morning. So, like, the kids learning guitar will break out into the guitar room, uh, bass, drums, piano, vocals, um and uh, we'll have workshops throughout the day uh, about healthy relationships, consent, gender identity, um, things that aren't really taught in school and aren't really usually associated with music. But we want music to just be the, the means by which we teach healthy things. Um, and uh, it, is, it is like a music instruction camp, but also um, it's more than that because like it's uh, – it's not going to be like so rigorous. Like you don't have to have musical experience to, to be involved. We want it to be for everyone. Uh, in the afternoon, they'll break out into their bands and they'll write a song together. So we'll have like a songwriting workshop. And at the end of the week, all of the bands come out. They've they've made their merch. They pick their band name and they show the song that they wrote for everyone, like the other campers and their parents. And uh, it's going to be awesome. Oh yeah.
0: No <laughs> oh, yeah, and you know a lot of really cool. Like, of course, like, LK Ultra came out of the Lawrence Girls Rock program, and I'm sure people, like, out and playing in other groups right now have gone through that. Yeah. No, it's going to be cool to have that in Kansas City.
1: Yes, we want to build a a, a new music scene, like, with a new force of young women and trans people that uh, has – yeah, where they're the leaders.
0: (laughs) Definitely. And, um, yeah, I think that's – most of what I wanted to get through. Is there anything else, like just coming up that you're involved with that we didn't get to that you want to mention?
1: Wow, thanks for asking. Yeah. I mean, yeah, promoting the March 13th show. Um, we're really excited about that. And, um, looking out for bandwagon uh the camp camp that's going to be in the summer we definitely need volunteers so anyone that can donate gear or food or their time or anyone who can teach an instrument coach a band um so yeah That's that's definitely what I want to promote is bandwagon. Mm -hmm.
0: No, and you guys are on uh, all the social media. It's bandwagon, but two G's, no O.
1: Exactly. Yeah. W-A-G-G-N. It stands for women and girls gender nonconforming. Awesome. Yeah. And band like music group. group. (laughs) I like those. Um, (laughs) Same.
0: So, yeah. And the True Lines EPs are both on Bandcamp. Are are they on like streaming services? Yeah, they're on
1: Spotify and Apple Tunes, too. Um, we'll definitely be recording again. Um, we have three songs right now, so hopefully, it maybe it'll be a small EP. Maybe it'll be a larger album. We'll have to see what happens. Awesome.
0: No, and uh, what what's the is is it just at True Lions on like Instagram and yeah, Facebook?
1: True Lions on Instagram and Facebook, and our email is True Lions Music at Gmail. And even though we play a lot, we love playing, so we'll take all the show offers we can. If we if we can get people to play, we'll play. Awesome. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, but, yeah, people can follow at Mag on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Visit shuttlecockmusic.com for all the articles. Um, shuttlecockmag.bigcartel.com for merch. We have uh, new T-shirts that I'll hopefully stop procrastinating to add to the web store <laughs> and there's also zines and buttons on there and uh there's a whole bunch of shows we're working on coming up including uh march 13th maddie Razook with chloe jacobson true lions and black star kids at parker 2 don't miss that yes. and uh check the facebook events tab for all of our other rock shows coming up but yeah i appreciate you being on the show today it was thank fun. you for
1: having me this is fun